Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. Today I'm going to continue my interview with Dean Brownless of Ireland. He has been in town just a little over two years. He's an English teacher, but he's also the founder of Live and Hope, a nonprofit, non-religious organization focusing on mental health awareness. So before he arrived in Taiwan, he was in Australia for two years, and then uh, when he was trying to figure out where to go next, uh, his sister was here in Taiwan for some time, and recommended him coming to Taiwan, and so he did. Well, we're going to begin today's interview with. Him talking about how he did in the first couple of months arriving here. You know, the first six to nine months was really, really difficult for me. You mean the weather, or it was just a little bit of everything, I guess, like oh, the, the culture, cult- the culture, the food, um, the language, of course, and you know, just the the busy city of Taipei. You know, it's it's quite it's all hustle and bustle. There's so much happening. But then to think that you've only been here in town for two years and you started an organization, yes, a nonprofit organization. You want to talk about that? Yeah, How did sure. That come about. So the idea I took from another similar organization in Ireland, and the organization is called Pieta House, and they do a darkness into light walk every year. They're actually more of a charity, but on a very big scale now. But they started off just like we did, and they advocate and raise money for mental health patients, and for those families who have had people uh, commit suicide in their family. So they really have quite a a um, structured, hands-on approach. And I participated in the the walk that they have every year, and I liked that idea, and I wanted to bring that same. Structure and organization to Taiwan. Well, good for you. Yeah, I just think it's an important issue, and it's not just uh, an Irish or a Taiwanese thing. It's a worldwide thing, and you know, the, the this day and age when we have so much technology and so much happening, it's it's important more than ever nowadays. You know, and we've been on the go now. This uh, will be our third year in in operation. So, like, well, you started that, right when you arrived at Taiwan, literally. Pretty much, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, pretty much, and uh, with a small group of my friends and and coworkers, we we set it up, and uh, we we did we started with a walk, so that was our our main or our flagship event, because that's what they did in Ireland. So I said, okay, let's do the sunrise walk. And the reception that we got from that was just amazing. We couldn't believe it. So the first year we had just over seventy people wow. hike up Shangsan Mountain at four thirty a.m. And it was a mix of locals and foreigners, so it wasn't just you know one group. It was a mix. How did you start it when you hardly speak the Chinese language? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's amazing how much you can do if you really actually do it, and you just put your mind to it. Like, don't get me wrong, we we've had challenges and obstacles. We have relied very uh, much so on our friends and coworkers who are Taiwanese. So they help with translation and things like that. And when con- you say coworkers, you mean like where you're teaching English? Correct. Or? Yeah. Oh, all yeah. right. So you got a lot of your colleagues involved. Yeah, in this. yeah. Oh, we got okay. one or two of our coworkers and okay. some friends who are locals and also other foreigners as well. So it's just been a team effort. Like it's not like I can just sit here and take all the credit. You know, it's definitely a, a team effort because. Um, Was it in the news um, at all? Did you guys got the media in on this we, info? Yeah, yeah, we usually get in the. I think it's the the Taipei Times and yeah. things like that. We usually get in once a year with the walk. So you're now you you are actually holding this walk annually. 
Yes, correct. Oh, it's wow. an annual walk. Yeah, it's held and in every May. time it's up the Shangshan, the Elephant Mountain. Yes, yes. Were you going to change the mountain? I mean, last year we changed it to Tiger Mountain. Who <laughs> said? Okay. Yeah, we changed it to Tiger Mountain last there year. There are easy access uh, in Taipei, actually. Yeah. So yes, I've been up Elephant Mountain. Lots of stone steps. Lots. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Tiger Mountain, I suppose. Similar, uh-huh. yeah, quite similar. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like walking up steps. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We try and keep the obstacles to a minimum, so we try and keep it easy. We we also know that it's early morning, four thirty five a.m. You know, people the 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 most common response that we get is, "Oh, but I'm sleeping." <laughs> oh, you know, so it, it's it's kind of like we're trying to break the mold around. You know people's uh, you know feelings about that time and and the reason why. So it's 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 more so about why why we're doing it and you know to to raise that awareness and advocate for uh, mental health and well-being issues in Taiwan. So whoever decide to do the walk, I mean, do people sponsor you money-wise? No, no, no it doesn't every, work. It's just yeah. an awareness walk. A okay. complete awareness walk. You know, we okay. don't accept donations. Um, we have started doing more events where we will maybe charge a small cover charge, but it's very low, very minimum, and it's mainly just to cover the venue fees that we will we will have. Um, like that, it's a, it's a non-profit, non-religious. You know, so we we don't ex- we don't ask for donations or membership fees or anything like that. So uh, we just want to reduce the the obstacles. And you know, for sometimes people say, if I have to pay, I don't want to do it, and this and that. So we're trying to keep most of our events free or, or low cost. How does it work though to build up this awareness? I mean, from the walk. I mean, what else do you guys do? Yeah, so we basically we work with a couple of different organizations. We work with the um, Taiwanese Suicide Prevention Center. Okay. So they're based near Taipei Main Station. We also work with the center out in Tianmu, the community center. Okay. So they are a center that provide psychological services for children and adults, both local and foreigners. So we work with them, and we also work with another charity in Kaohsiung called Hackstrong. They're more so for helping out um, people like locals and foreigners if they're injured or anything like that, that they have like serious illnesses, they will raise money for those people. So we work with them to create awareness, but we're still looking to grow and develop and broaden our network. You know, so we're we're slowly but surely opening some doors, and you know, at the start it's difficult because people don't know you, they don't really trust you. But at the at the same time, we're we're trying really hard, and we've got a great team of of people that are making those connections, and that's really really important. Besides doing the walk, do you guys kind of like do a volunteer work at these centers that you guys are working with? We you, we try to we try, we try they to. they host events, and we will also try and go to them to get an idea for those centers and what they do because. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we also recommend and um, put people in contact with those trained professionals if needs be. If their case is quite serious, sometimes we get people that come up to our events and say, "Hi, could you maybe recommend somebody that I could go and talk to?" And we say, "Sure, no problem. Your information will be kept confidential. We're not going to give out any names, but here's the contact details, and you can talk to this person if you like. We will also go with you to kind of just reduce that kind of um, fear as, as as it is, you know." You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. How do you see the scene in terms of mental health and well-being, wellness here in Taiwan? Yeah. What What have you seen so far? 
So basically, it's it's in Taiwan, but it's it's worldwide. A lot of uh, children suffer with mental health issues as well. You think it's a serious problem here in Taiwan? Yeah, not but in Taiwan, but worldwide. And I, definitely... I thought maybe Taiwan is pretty serious because you know parents are so into wanting the kids to get good grades in school. Yeah, you know, and going to cram schools and you know not having the fun childhood life yeah. that they should have. Although I think that's changing, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. I think it's definitely changing, um, but there are a lot of there is a lot of pressure. For children in Taiwan, and you know, having previously worked at a, at a high school in Taiwan, I can I can see firsthand the the effects of that pressure on on students and on on teenagers. I think around about thirty percent of uh, children and teenagers in Taiwan have a condition of a mental issue or mental illness. So it's it is it is a situation, and I think the culture of perhaps not really talking about anything personal really affects that in a way, and maybe makes the the situation worse. And for uh, myself and my team at Live and Hope, we just want to start a conversation about mental health and and to let people understand that it's it's normal. You know, it's it's a lot more normal than you think. It's it's not like you know the crazy people in the madhouse. It's it's not. It's it's you and I. It's it's. It's anybody on the street, you know. We all have our issues, and it, this, the organization that we run is is just to get people talking about it and let people understand that this is normal, and it's about dealing with it as best as we can, and also getting the help that we need. But being honest and open is 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 very very important. And I think sweeping problems under the rug, it, it's going to come back and bite you some mm. one way or the other, you know. And yeah, that's definitely kind of the situation that I see in Taiwan. But like I said, it's not just Taiwan. It's it's worldwide, but the pressure on the kids is is really evident. You can clearly see it, you know. Yeah, it's a culture issue. It, yeah. it really is. It's in a culture where you're not supposed to talk about these things openly, you know, and that kind of stuff. But so, are you working mostly with like high school kids then? At the moment, no. But we do have some high school kids that do come to our events. At the moment, we only have a very small team. And um, we're always looking for people to come and become a member and maybe help us with some volunteer work. Our resources are, are quite limited, but in terms of goals and targets, we definitely want to work with uh, junior, senior high schools and universities to get them involved because that's where the high pressure is in that environment, you know. And and if we can get them to come to our events and. You know, have some positive interaction with other people instead of just sticking their heads in their cell phones and or their books. You know, we just give that other option as well. So the events that you guys are having right now, um, you guys organize the events, or rather, you just working with these centers that organize those events, and you just on the side, kind of just doing some volunteer work. It's it's a little bit of both. So both? we okay. yeah, we we pretty much organize our own events, but we will reach out to venues and ask for maybe collaborations. Can we use their venue? Uh, we have previously worked with um, KP Kitchen in terms of uh, baking Karen there in KP Kitchen. We've also worked with Top Shelf Games, uh, Todd at Top Shelf Games. So they do board games. Did a uh, board games collaboration event with him uh, earlier this year. Um, in terms of our events, we have the walk, which is in May. In June, we will have a yoga event. In July, we plan to have some some dancing. Okay. In August, we plan to have some surfing, and later on in the year, we will also have some some writing workshops. So it's a little bit of active and more sort of, you know, personal events. You know, so non-active. Um, so we like to have a bit of a mix, and we we organize everything ourselves. We reach out to these venues and centers and ask for collaboration and to raise awareness and exposure for both parties. 
You were saying earlier that some of these kids come to your events. They go by themselves, or their parents accompany them. They usually come with their friends. They usually come with their friends. So some of my uh, ex students came, my past pupils yeah. from the senior high school. They came with their friends, and they made a, a little bit of a, a fun event where they came. And I was surprised, but it, it, it's great to see them. You know, it's great for them to to do something you know that they don't always do. And that's the thing. It's it's unique with our events and our walk. It's it's quite unique, and it's never been done before. So. Year on year, we're steadily growing, but yeah, it's it's definitely important, especially for the kids in school and in the high school. You know, there's, they're under a lot of pressure. You know, with mm-hmm. like you said, high school, Bushiban, Cram school, it's intense. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of feel sorry for the kids. Like I don't <laughs> know how they do it. Yeah, you, know? you might have already mentioned this earlier, but where do you want to go from here with this live and hope? Yeah, so some of the the kind of short, medium, and long term goals is um, long term goal for for Live and Hope is that I would like to see us to be a, a household name in Taiwan. So, you know, if somebody's new in Taiwan or if somebody has an issue or a problem, somebody will say, oh, hey, maybe you should contact the guys at Live and Hope and they'll be able to point you in the right direction or you can go and take part in their events. And it's it's very hands-off. Like, we don't we don't force people to, to share their problems or anything like that. So, you know, I w- just want to make it clear that we don't ask people to share any personal issues we just want people to come, enjoy the the events, maybe make a friend, meet new people, but we don't we don't force or pressure anybody. So we get people that come, they enjoy the event and they leave. You know, we also have regular people that come to the same events every so often. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, definitely a household name in terms of the long-term goals. I think more of the the short-term goals is to to reach out to more um organizations and centers and just broaden our network and broaden our connections because the more people we know the more people that we can help you mm-hmm. know so i think that's definitely important and improve our ways of, of raising awareness and creating a, a bigger a bigger team definitely in the future so i suppose you're not going to be leaving taiwan quite just yet now no, you started this thing no that's the yeah. thing people say where are you going to go next i was like i can't i've got this <laughs> I've got this great thing going and I, yeah. I don't want to let it go. It's, uh, you know, I, I love it here. I really, I really enjoy it. I think Taiwan is glad to have you here and uh, for what you're doing, you know, just for the mental well-being of uh, the Taiwanese people. I think they really need that. All yeah. right. Thanks, Dean. Thank you so much, Shirley. Okay. Cheers. From the London Underground to the Taipei Metro, the people of our world are going places. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International.